This is Diving In, made by fans for the fans. Let's dive into some media. Hey folks, welcome to Diving In. I'm here again with my boy Nick. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Yeah. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> well, um, we're here to dive into some more topics. Um, let's start with the highlights, Nick. What What have you been digging these days? Um, I actually watched uh, a Wes Anderson movie I hadn't seen. Yeah. Uh, the first time last week, I watched Darjeeling Limited. Oh yeah. Um, that has Owen. Oh, sorry, that was my dog scratching <laughs> at the door. That that has Owen Wilson. I mean, I guess just the usual like. Yeah, the usual suspects for a Wes Anderson movie. You got Owen Wilson, uh, Bill Murray makes an appearance. You got uh, Jason Schwartzman, and uh, what's the other guy's name? I guess it, Luke Wilson, right? His brother's in it. Owen Wilson's no. brother, right? It's uh, Bro- Brody. Oh, Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. Yeah, the, yeah, that's the, the bad guy in uh, the what's it called? And Grand Poodle. Grand Poodle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his his character is awesome in that movie. I love him in that movie um, so much. But yeah, I, I watched that. That was that's my highlight. I mean, it, it wasn't my favorite Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. Um, but it definitely had like that charm, you know. I heard that it's like compared to his other movies. Like, he has some random, you know, anecdotal stuff in his movies for sure. But I feel like all of his movies are very focused. I mean, they're not long movies by any means. You just get a seamless experience. But I heard this movie kind of, it's still great, but compared to his other movies, it kind of lacks focus. Yeah, Yeah. I think that my main issue with it was, I guess, the, I don't know, the the resolution in the end, like, it it wasn't well built, I guess. It wasn't like... It was almost like this, you're just a part of this journey with these, you know, three brothers that are trying to get closer, but you can't really tell that, you know, like what the main point of all of it is. Mm-hmm. That might be why people like it so much too, but um, for me, it just seemed kind of cryptic at times and really weird. Uh, but I think that it had to sit some hilarious moments, like it's, <laughs> it's yeah. really funny. Um, and yeah, each, each brother in this movie is, has their own personality and like these problems that they're overcoming and and uh they come from a pretty like messed up family their mom just like left them and their dad is dead and like yeah it's it's just really really interesting and there's like some weird fan theories about it too that i looked at after i watched it that seemed kind of interesting but i don't know it's a wes anderson movie it's what you'd expect um, yeah but yeah there's definitely better ones i think the grand budapest is his best movie oh life. for sure i'm sure a lot of people would agree with that as well but I love how, I mean, it's sad, but I love how you mentioned that, you know, they came from like a, I guess a broken family. I mean, their dad recently died, you said, or their... Their dad, yeah, their, yeah. their dad dies. I mean, it, it, it kind of flashes back during the movie to like his funeral or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I just love that Wes Anderson always, his movies are so lighthearted and they're so pretty and beautiful to watch, right. but they're... They're pretty heavy. Like they, oh, yeah. have, they have some pretty heavy themes. Well, the like, characters have depth. You yeah. Know? And even like you go to Grand Budapest, like you, the character Zero, like he comes from, again from his family was like slaughtered. And that's why he moved to go be a, a lobby boy. You know. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I told. Yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot that movie has some deep political undertones too yeah. about you know racism and 
yeah, like immigration. I yeah. totally forgot about that's that. That's what's sweet yeah. about Wes Anderson is he, he finds these ways to give these characters depth without having to tell like or take you know twenty minutes of a movie to, to explain it. You yeah, know, he finds these really personal moments where he can like have someone say like three sentences and like oh like that makes sense why they're like this you know mm. um, and it says a lot about and it, it like somehow all the all the scenes you see before that they're all tied into it and how these characters are acting it all makes sense you know yeah and it's, it, uh, that's part of why I love this movie so much and on top of that like the the style that he uses and like the very aesthetically pleasing set pieces and all that stuff is really fun to watch and fun to uh I can be. Yeah. Know, for sure. They're complete packages for sure. But I think I think my highlight, um, I don't know, it's kind of a lame one, but I'm excited all the same. I bought um, Dark Souls Remastered. Oh, nice. <laughs> I um, had some Amazon money, so I picked it up. And I haven't played it. Like, I don't have it yet. I haven't, I've played Bloodborne. I've played Dark Souls 3. You know that. But I've never played the original, so I'm really looking yeah. forward to it. The first one, I think that in terms of like the world and like I don't know the the uh, exploration aspect that they pulled from like old Castlevania type games I think that stuff is really really cool in Dark Souls mm -hmm. 1 um, I haven't beaten Dark Souls 1 I should go back and play it honestly but there my only issue with it was and we talked about this before but like the there's like some fundamentally broken it's jank stuff yeah <laughs> it's in that super game. jank um, but the oh man like I, I think that you know, in terms of games that tell a story and explain something through its world, like, that all started with, like, Dark Souls, or I guess became more prominent in today's uh, gaming world with that game, you know? And it really is, like, the stepping stone into all these other, you know, Bloodborne, like, from software games in general. For sure. And you can tell that they've taken that formula and they've just shined it out and polished it, and you have games like Sekudo and, and Bloodborne Dark Souls 3 now that have all followed that so it's definitely a game worth worth playing and uh, experiencing I'm excited I'm super bummed though that you can't find the prepare to die edition on Steam anymore because Ugh. the remastered I don't they did the same thing with Silent Hill Konami, like remasters shouldn't look worse but somehow they've managed to make the game look worse than it did back in 2011 uh, I don't know how they did that yeah. I don't know what they were thinking but it's insane. Well, it's just dumb. It's like they, the contrast of the colors is super up, so everything is like bright, and they turned on like the shine for the armor. Like this is just from screenshots and gameplay that I've seen, but it just looks wacky. Like yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look good. Like not that the first game looks amazing by today's standards. I don't but think it looks good at all. Like the original game, I think it looks kind of silly compared to most games now, but then they remastered it and somehow made it look worse. Yeah. Like it already wasn't that good looking of a game and they just made it worse. Yeah, dude, I don't so. I don't get it, man. I don't, like Dark Souls, the, the appeal has never been in the graphics, but it definitely helps when your game looks nice. <laughs> like, yeah, well, yeah. especially when you're telling a, world, a story through your world and not with like tons of dialogue, you know? Yeah. That's what makes Dark Souls so cool. And if you if you take the player out of that experience, it's just not as it's not as fulfilling, you know. Yeah, it's like, still a great game though, even the remastered version. It's still Dark Souls, you know. Yeah, and like the, I just it's the only way I could play it. I mean, I could have bought an Xbox 360 version, but I I don't have my Xbox 360 hooked up to my TV. It's just a matter of convenience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just to pull that thing out. Yeah. But. No, but I'm excited, man. We should. 
play it together, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, don't know, I, I, yeah. I need to play that game more, and I got it on my computer, so. Yeah, let's. I'm always down. I mean, even if we're not playing it, you know, together, together, we can be playing it in tandem, letting each other know. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. always down, dude. I love that stuff. So, dude. So, the topic we're gonna dive into today. I know it's gonna be a tough one, but. I want to talk about Star Wars. Not not all of Star Wars, because that, that's a whole podcast worth of material, but yeah. I, I want to talk about Dark Ray. <laughs> and I guess, not The Last Jedi as a whole, but like what your thoughts are on Rise of the Skywalker, particularly Dark Ray, though. Like, I... You, you know how I feel. I mean, I watched the trailer. Yeah. They do a really good job. I, I got hyped. I don't know if that hype is still present, but definitely seeing Dark Ray has piqued my interest. The only thing that bums me out is I feel like it's kind of, I don't know about J.J. Abrams, but I feel like it's kind of like Disney, like pulling a trump card being like, we know you hated The Last Jedi, but here's Dark Ray. Like, it, I feel like it's kind of like a, a trap, I guess is what yeah. I'm trying to say. And that's, I think that's the biggest problem is that for me, after seeing The Last Jedi, I think that I, as a like die-hard fan of Star Wars, I feel portrayed, you know? Yeah. And the trust, you know, that was once there with Star Wars having like that... I mean, I guess it's always been portrayed by George Lucas from the beginning, <laughs> let's be honest. Like, Star Wars has just bumbled its way into pop culture, but... Well, that... The funny thing about Star Wars, sorry, I totally cut you off, but like... Ever since, like, the original three, they're... I mean, even the original three are kind of corny movies. I mean, it's still Star Wars. I love them, but yeah. there's never been like a... They're not great. Do you know what I mean? Like, you love right. them because it's Star Wars, so... Right. It's, that, uh, it's that magic from when you were a kid, right? Yeah. And I think even like the, you know, the prequels, like, you, those movies are they're terrible, but there was still a level of magic, especially for me in episode one, there was still a level of magic that existed and that I really enjoyed, you know, and I can still look at and, and reminisce on it, even if I don't like those movies as much, you know? Yeah. Um, but with The Last Jedi, it just kind of, you, you feel betrayed as a fan, and now going into this movie, you know, with Dark Ray, like, like, people want all this cool stuff to happen with these characters. Um, but at the end of the day, you know that, you know, the, the, the vision of Star Wars and that J.J. Abrams could have is, is limited to what Disney will allow, you know? And I think that, that's like the biggest issue I have with these new Star Wars movies. Because like, Rogue One, there's like the rumors about how um, they had to like redo it because it was too dark, that kind of thing. Yeah. And like Dark Ray seems like it could, she could be a really cool character. You know, there's there's something that could happen with Ray's character that could push her over the edge. You know. Mm -hmm. um, but seeing that there was nothing that happened in the last year that supports any cool theories about that that I I wish we, I would see um, has me pretty skeptical about what's going to happen in this next one. It's going to be. It, it just seems like that was something that was teased and was like a waving a bone in your face, like come watch our movie. But when you watch it, it's not going to be anything revolutionary or groundbreaking. It's going to be something very cliche, very boring. Well, that's what I'm worried about. Because like being a Star Wars fan, you want your Star Wars movies to be good. You know, you want them to, you know, kind of blow your expectations away, which The Last Jedi did, but not, <laughs> not necessarily in a good way. No, not, not at all. But, like, that's kind of what bums me out, because I have all these cool thoughts, like, you know, that scene in The Last Jedi, probably, and this is controversial, of course, but my, one of my favorite scenes in The Last Jedi is when Rey experiments, quote-unquote, with the dark side, you know, right. she, she goes to that place that Luke told her not to, she looks in the mirror, 
you know, sees an image of herself and then a silhouette walking towards her in the mirror. And we never figure out what that silhouette is. So part of me is thinking, you know, maybe this dark ray could be, you know, a clone or like this is like dark ray is the original ray and the ray that we're seeing in the movies now is a clone. Like, I feel like that is a cool theory and I would love that. Um, which would explain, you know, maybe that's why she's a nobody with no parents and stuff like that. Yeah, which seemed like just a cop-out yeah. <laughs> thing from the beginning. But I, I hope you're right. I, I hope it's something that cool. I, I just think I, that be yeah. because of, you know, how little was expounded upon in Last Jedi with, with her character arc. Like, the, the whole movie, like, there's so many things that they just like, it's like, oh, this could be cool, and then it just... <laughs> it just falls down this slippery slope and goes right back down to square one. So that, that's why I'm just super skeptical about it. You know, I, I think that it personally, if, if I had a theory about it, it would just be that this dark ray is like some vision or something like a dream or something like really d doesn't actually exist, you know, but it would be so cool if they did something more expansive and made her more enigmatic, made that character like, an, like a, a villain. Like the villain of the movie, maybe yeah. even, you know? That's what bums me out so much because, like, knowing Disney and knowing how they, they like, Rogue One's still great. I, yeah. I, loved, oh, yeah. I loved the final product of that movie. I mean, that's the best yeah. of these new movies that's come out. It's usually the best one. But knowing that they scrapped what could have been a more, even more dark story and an even more, like, different Star Wars story. Like that and morally challenging morally yeah. challenging yeah. that's the word I was looking for that's what bums me out because you have so much potential like you have dark rays you know a clone they're clones or even as far as you know Ray just turns bad like maybe this is just yeah me loving you know that Sith and Jedi conflict but I would love if she just was like yeah I'm bad now yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean like I have no good explanation for that but well they could have like they could have taken that route in the last Jedi but then they just they tied it up real close and then before it was finished they just untied it all <laughs> yeah well and I think yeah knowing Disney what you said is a hundred percent right like I I'm calling it like I have my theories but I'm calling it it's just gonna be a force vision probably yeah or another Maybe they just expand a little bit more on that vision she has where she goes into the dark side thing and experiments or whatever and like sees it walking towards they, they show its face. Yeah. You know, or, but she doesn't actually exist. Or it's an apparition, you know. If Palpatine's going to be in the movie, maybe it's Palpatine doing some goo-goo boo-boo on her brain <laughs> and, you know, making her see stuff, you know. Yeah. So, like, there's so much potential, but with that potential comes such a, you know, a big margin for disappointment you yeah. know like that uh, th like that's the saddest thing to me about the last jedi i mean we could talk forever about that movie and the thing that bums me out so much about the last jedi you they got a few things really right they got a few things really cool but then the rest is just let's go to great gatsby land oh, and, geez, dude, <laughs> and i hate that so much and let's watch the let's watch the resistance run away for for no reason for no like, like <laughs> well, i mean they could have even made that story cooler but just yeah. like admiral holdo being like i'm not telling i'm you. not telling you because i'm not gonna it's like there's no purpose there was just no there's no purpose to what she was doing it was cryptic for the sake of being cryptic and nothing else like 
there is so much like potential there in that movie too that could have set up this one and had me way more excited for it but because of the direction taken and just going back like the, the characters when you look at what the, the progression of the characters in this movie compared to the last they, movie, they didn't grow at they all. didn't grow yeah. i mean it, there was perceived growth throughout the movie but then they just undid it all you had kylo who was like thinking about being good and like not killing his mom or whatever and like then you had you know, Ray kind of experiment with the dark side a little bit, but then by the end, they they just go right back to where they were. So, going into this third movie, I'm looking at okay, like this is the actual sequel to The Force Awakens. That which, I'm getting. which is such a waste, dude, because they, I mean, maybe not a waste of Disney's time, because I mean they're gonna make more movies for us. It's, it's a waste of my time <laughs> yeah. because yeah, they 100%. said this is the last, like mainline Star Wars trilogy. This is the last Skywalker trilogy that you're gonna get. Oh yeah. And so, yeah, I feel like I watched one and two quarters. I don't even know, like, The Last Jedi was Star Wars 1.2 for me. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. nothing happened. Yeah, Like, and that's the biggest problem with it. And the thing that sucks so much, is we, <laughs> and again, like, not everybody's gonna agree with me, but I loved The Force Awakens. Yes, it was, you know, kind of cookie cutter. It was the A New Hope times two. But at least it got you hyped for the next one. You know what I mean? Well, it got you it hyped for Star Wars again. Dude. Yeah, like, that's like that thing. excitement that you felt as a kid. You know, seeing the Millennium Falcon that movie come out and stuff like. Well, and Han like yeah, yeah like Chewie. That yeah. just it. I teared up like watching that movie because it's like these characters that yeah. I grew up with and just loved so much as a kid. You know, I just, I just feel like this welling in your chest like. This is like the magic, it captured the magic of Star Wars, which you just, it was awesome. Well, and even like, you know, Poe, he's not the best character. Finn, I, uh, eh. yeah, I love Rey though. And Rey in The Force Awakens just hit all the right beats for me. Like it was perfect. But then The Last Jedi, seeing her not really do anything, just, I don't know, she goes and talks to Luke and Luke gets mad at her. <laughs> yeah. And then, drinks the green milk yeah like i don't know that the movie's just weird like at the end of the day the last jedi is just like it's a it big just, question mark it just like, makes no sense it's yeah. like why <laughs> just, what's happening just makes no sense and i can't imagine how even the actors i can't imagine how the crew feels going into episode nine like we have no idea what what we're doing we have no yeah. idea what's gonna happen next well and, and you know that like you know the last jedi sucks when when george lucas is the one that approves of it. <laughs> like, i've made that joke before but like george lucas it was he's such a bad writer but a fantastic yeah, he, he's he a created, visionary he's yeah. a visionary yeah. yeah he created an awesome world but his characters suck yeah and the fact that he didn't like the force awakens and then approved the last jedi i think that just says it all for sure. Yeah, it's, it's literally yeah. like a passing the torch of everything that was shitty about Star Wars being passed to Ryan Johnson <laughs> from uh, George Lucas. Like, it's it's that bad. That's but. so funny to me. Like, <laughs> he's just like, or he's just like, hey, they're off my back now, so good job. Yeah, I love yeah, this movie. Yeah, exactly. Here, here <laughs> yeah. you go, dude. You get all the hate now. Yeah. I'm done with it. I'm just living in my, my ranch, making billions of dollars, just sitting on my ass doing nothing, so. Yeah, dude. Well, not... It's just, again, I think forever and ever, because, I mean, Star Wars is life. I mean, I, Star Wars will forever be oh, a yeah. part of my life. I love Star Wars. Like, the my last... kids will watch Star Wars. Oh, you know I mean? it's, it, yeah, I mean, you grow up on it. It's it's part of your life. And I think because of that, The Last Jedi will always be just that weird, like, question mark. Like, because the prequels suck, but I mean, I feel like that's part of their charm. 
oh, yeah. personally. Like, because it's still Star Wars, you know? It's wacky, it's fun, but The Last Jedi is just bizarre within the realm of Star Wars. It doesn't make sense. And it, it again, like, uh, oh, the, just from the get-go, you have the, the your mom joke in a Star <laughs> Wars movie. Like, that just felt so out of place, you know? And it General Hux, uh, collect call from your mom. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, she says hi, like, or whatever he said. It's like, <laughs> yeah. when has this ever happened in Star Wars? And, like, even though Star Wars has been kind of wacky, like, it's never been this ridiculous. Well, just, like, Star Wars stupid. has always been witty, but it's never been stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, stupid, at least in the humor sense. I don't know. I guess you had Jar Jar in Phantom Menace, so. Yeah, that was That pretty was pretty dumb. stupid, that but. Was pretty dumb, but it, it, I don't know. Still not as bad as your mom jokes. I guess it's just never been quippy. Like, quips belong in the MCU right. where they where they can you know they have their purpose but even in the MCU it's like all right the world's exploding and you're talking about Ben and Jerry yeah, ice cream exactly i hate that i hate that scene yeah. so much <laughs> like literally hulk falls from the ceiling and he's like tony thanos is coming yeah. and then tony's like i got ben and jerry ice cream named after me but it's just ridiculous. It's just silly. And, and it's and it's like Ryan saw that and was like, oh, let's throw that into Star Wars. You know, people eat that up. And it's like, please, no. Oh, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it. I remember like the first, because I went and saw the movie twice. And like the first time I watched that movie, I thought to myself, it wasn't that good, but I can live with it, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I saw it the second time. I was like, oh, no, this this movie is just it's a train wreck from <laughs> front to start. Like, this movie's awful. When I, I think the thing that's so polarizing for me is because like as a film, self-proclaimed film buff, like cinematography's gorgeous. Yeah. The the effects are top notch. Which like, I think you kind of expect that with you know these big budget Hollywood movies. It's kind of like you'd expect with like a pop song. We always have really glossy, beautiful production. You know. I agree with you, but I think in the sense of Star Wars, like seeing Star Wars in that cinematic scope, because even the prequels, like the. The effects were great in the prequels, but the production, besides that, was kind of oh yeah meh. You know, those movies kind of look like they were made for TV sometimes. But I don't watching the Last Jedi. It's such a beautiful movie, and it hits some really right notes. Like that scene with Yoda, like kind of tugged my heartstrings too. Oh yeah, there was moments for sure where it it felt like Star Wars. But, <laughs> the sacred text. Yeah, but then you have yeah Luke <laughs> screaming the sacred text. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I guess he's just as whiny as he was, as, as, as he was at the end. He's true to his character, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but he also wasn't true to his character when you look at like his moral decisions that he struggles with in that movie. I, uh, I mean, and I'm like I struggle there because like I think it makes sense for the story, and I think it's cool that they, you know, they were thinking about you know Luke acted on his dark side and he. Yeah. almost killed his nephew like i think that's super cool and i i agree that that could have happened but i think the way that they executed it in the movie so poor. was just sloppy yeah. you know because they showed it in a flashback and his only claim was you know it was i acted he basically said i acted out of character yeah. i acted out of aggression which is fine but you have to earn that right i feel like you know so i'm not too upset about that but i can totally see why that's frustrating. I think it's just because it feels tacked on. A lot of story elements in that movie just feel tacked on for the sake of existing, not for any like real purpose. Yeah. And I think that's part of why I look at, you know, this new movie coming out with Dark Ray and stuff, and I just don't see 
I don't see it working, you know, and I, I, I'm very pessimistic about <laughs> Star Wars now. I'm very, I'm just kind of like, oh, I can't get excited because I was let down so bad last time. Yeah, I, um, I need to, I need, you saw me the first day I watched the trailer. I was like, oh my gosh, it looks I, so good. I and waited like, till I was by myself in a room to watch it. Cause like, yeah, yeah. And I, that's my problem is that like, I'm going to see it and knowing me, I'm going to be excited for it and I'm probably gonna be disappointed by it. But yeah. you probably have a better mindset because you're gonna see it and be like, ah, that's what I expected, yeah. so. That's, I mean, it's, I never thought I'd see the day where I look at Star Wars the same way I look at, you know, Marvel movies, which is like really sad when you think about it. Well, at least with Marvel movies, you know what you're going in for. You like, maintain the formula and it's consistent, you know, but Star Wars has just been a roller coaster for ever since its inception. It's not, just not, a, not, not a fun roller coaster no. either. In yeah. fact, you could just say it's just been a death ride <laughs> from the top to the bottom. It just yeah. gets worse and worse. Yeah. You know? and that, that's what sucks is that it just hasn't gotten better. And I think as Star Wars fans, we were so optimistic after seeing The Force Awakens. It wasn't everything that a Star Wars fan would have wanted, but it, it got you ready and, you know, had you excited for something that you loved again. It was like... What's, like where's a good place to eat when it's not the best place to eat? I don't know, it's like a good fast food restaurant, you know, like Chick-fil-A. Like, yeah, I love Chick-fil-A. Like Chick-fil-A is Chick Chick yeah. Chick the best, right? In the realm of fast food, you go and you have a super satisfying meal, but I mean, it's, I don't know how to explain it, you know? It wasn't life-changing for sure. Yeah. But... It did its job though, it got the That's job the thing, done. yeah. And like, it, it, it made sense. Yeah, it no, made sense. It made sense, and Chick Fil A makes sense. You get fast food that's really good, but it's by no means a feast, you know. Yeah, it's not the greatest thing ever, but it's good enough, you know. And you enjoy it every time you get it. Yeah, but yeah, The Last Jedi was like getting really bad Burger King. I don't know, like or something, something like the most garbage place you can think of. <laughs> like it just turned into trash town. And like it's just such a disappointment. Or it's going to Chick Fil A, but they just have a really bad, yeah, really bad day. It's like going to Chick Fil A where they don't they don't say my pleasure. That's <laughs> my pleasure, and they get your order wrong, and they're rude to you. Like it just it's a that's it's a betrayal. Like you yeah, said, it's a it, feel, it feels like it's a betrayal. Like yeah, and that that's that's why I'm not. Dark Ray will be cool, but. We'll see. I don't know. At least we have like just... the cool JPEGs. Like it, it looks cool. That we know for sure. But is it going to be cool? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. And that's the expectation that Disney has created for us. So thank you. Thank you, Disney. Thank you, Disney. We love you guys. We really appreciate that. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I'll definitely see it though. Yeah, I'll, I'll see definitely it. see it. Despite my skepticism and my hate for the last one, I'm still loyal. Still a Star Wars fan. I can't deny that. And I, I I'm still a Disney sucker. I'm going to Disneyland the day after tomorrow. I, I suck. <laughs> <laughs> I suck, dude. Like that's the thing. Like yeah. Disney makes me so mad, and yet I keep buying their products. I'm even subscribing to Disney Plus because they have that oh, much man. of they have that much of a hold on the things that I love. Yeah. Which is crap for crap. But this was a really depressing episode today we're sorry everybody <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> well we'll dive into some more fun stuff next time but um yeah dark raid it'll either be boring or awesome awesome yeah yeah it's great it's, there's no middle ground it's gonna either suck or be terrible or you know it's gonna either be terrible or be great like the the, the <clears throat> two yeah you have two polars right and you have the two polar opposites there yeah. it could either be really awesome and they'll do something great with it or it'll suck 
So with that in mind, I hope you guys are excited for Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you guys next time. We're going to dive into something more fun next time. Bye. Peace.